Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. You're listening to The Sports Stove with host Vince Stover. The Sports Stove is sponsored by RA Marketing. Go radigital.com. Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove podcast. Sports are back. It's opening day of baseball. So today we are covering baseball, what we can expect for a shortened season. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Sports Stove podcast. It's been a while since we've dropped a pod episode because, well, it's been a while since we had sports. We didn't want to bore you with golf, so we decided to wait until sports returned. And even though there has been some exciting UFC fights, we are now back to the normal uh, sports topics of the day. NBA basketball, Major League Baseball, football season's getting ready to start. But today it is all about baseball. Opening day of baseball has finally arrived And so today we are going to cover different topics about some of the teams in Major League Baseball and what this season could hold. Before we get into that, I want to thank our sponsors, RA Marketing. RA Marketing offers turnkey digital marketing services for financial advisors. They've worked tirelessly to create a winning Facebook ads formula that delivers the ROI advisors need. If you are a financial advisor, please reach out to RA Marketing at goradigital.com and let them know the sports stove sent you. Now we're going to look at a couple of the teams in each division that have a shot at playoffs and World Series hopes. And uh, we'll just jump quickly through these today. There's so much we could talk about. But with the uh, shortened season upon us, 60 games, two months of regular season baseball followed by the playoffs. They're talking about expanding the playoffs. And by the time this episode hits and you're listening to it, they may have already decided to expand the playoffs from 10 teams to 16 teams. They have to have this decided before the first pitch on Thursday. And uh, so so that's a possibility. Mookie Betts just signed a major contract with the Dodgers, basically going to end his career in L.A. now. So there's a lot of things happening in baseball, but nothing more exciting than the games getting started. So let's just start with the AL East, and we'll work our way through them. Just a couple teams from each division and uh, teams that maybe have a chance to win the World Series this year. In the AL East, pretty much what everyone is saying is going to be the AL East champs is the New York Yankees. They have spent money again. They have built a team uh, very strong in different areas. They have power basically from the top of the lineup to the bottom of the lineup. Every single batter is dangerous and especially with going deep where uh, some teams have those guys in the middle or towards the, not the middle, but towards the end of the lineup that are more get on base, base stealers, the leadoff batters, a base stealer, those kind of things. Everybody on the Yankees lineup is powerful 
and uh, there's going to be a lot of dingers being hit in New York this year. They've got a new pitcher in Garrett Cole. They bring back Paxton and Hap. They've got pretty solid starting pitching, but there is a lot of question marks due to injuries and COVID-related stuff that has affected their pitching staff, both in their starters uh, rotation as well as in the bullpen. And so the the big question mark for the Yankees is the injuries, especially to the pitching staff. Can they stay healthy? Can they get healthy? And can they be effective enough? Cole, Paxton, Hap should be fine. They get some other starters back from uh, injury or from the COVID-related issues, and they might be right back on track. Either way, the East is not super strong this year. The Yankees should be able to win uh, as it is. But if they can get healthy, they'll be even that much more dangerous. Tampa Bay is really the only other team in the conversation right now. And a lot of people have Tampa Bay as kind of their sleeper pick in the American League. They are a very versatile team. They have people who can play multiple positions. They're known as being very creative and how they play uh, uh, players with their with their fielders as well as in their pitching staff. They've got pretty good starting pitching. Charlie Morton, he's old, but he's getting his first opening day start. Uh, Blake Snell, Glass now still there as well. They've added Hunter Renfro as well as a Japanese power hitter in Yoshi Sutsugo. And they already got some other guys there. Yandy Diaz is underrated. Austin Meadows, he's dealing with the COVID issue right now, but he should be back shortly. And I think a short season really favors a team like Tampa Bay. They've got an opportunity if they can start hot. They've got an opportunity to push the Yankees in the East and possibly make it into the playoffs, especially with an expanded playoffs being possible. The Rays are right there. They've got a lot of young talent, um, a few few savvy vets, so to say, and uh, could be a team very interesting to watch, could be a very entertaining team to watch throughout the season. Can they push the Yankees? I really don't think so, unless just they get uh, swamped with injuries to the Yankees. Last year, they got hit with all kinds of injuries. If that happens again, well, then sure, maybe the Rays can step up. But I think the AL East is the Yankees to lose. In the AL Central, a lot of people are jumping on the Minnesota Twins bandwagon. Aaron Gleeman of the Athletics said this is the best Twins team in history. Now, I don't know about that, but they do have a very easy schedule. They have some solid hitters. Nelson Cruz will be in the DH spot. Mitch Garver, Josh Donaldson comes over, Miguel Sano, um, Max Kepler, all their solid hitting power hitters there in the lineup for Minnesota. But the pitching is really the question. Their starting pitchers, Berrios, Odorosi, Maeda, Rich Hill, and Homer Bailey. Uh, you had me going until Rich Hill and Homer Bailey. So it'll be interesting to see what the Twins can do with the pitching staff. Their their bullpen isn't great, but it also isn't horrible. With everyone putting the expectations on Minnesota, I tend to go somewhere else. Also in the AL Central is the Cleveland Indians. And there's really a lot of question marks with the Indians. Some really young talent that has a lot of potential. Some veterans there as well. But the really the, the thing that scares Everyone about the Indians the most is their shaky bullpen. There's just nothing secure there, nothing for sure. And in this shortened season, bullpen is going to be everything. We'll mention it a number of times in this podcast. So the Indians are going to be hurting this year. Chicago White Sox have big expectations. They have brought in some important people. 
some important players that can really fill some voids for them. And you could see a massive jump from Chicago this year in the AL Central. Uh, bringing in Grandal at the catcher, they've got a rookie in Lewis Robert who has high expectations. Eloy Jimenez as well, uh, who is kind of underperformed to this point. Um, but if the pitching will live up to the potential, the White Sox are going to be very dangerous this year. And I think they're going to push the Twins in the AL Central. Personally, I think Chicago wins the AL Central and has potential to win the American League altogether. A very solid team and should be a fun division battle to watch between Minnesota and Chicago. In the AL West, you have the Houston Asterix. I know that joke has been overused, but the Astros, known for their cheating in recent years, how will they come out and play? Having no fans in the stands might be a positive for Houston. They won't have to deal with the visiting crowd constantly badgering them uh, during the game. And uh, now we have already seen in the scrimmage game where they uh, are already doing beanball against the Astros, and uh, we'll see how long that continues. But we really know what Houston is. We know their players. We know their talent. Well, we think we do. You can question whether or not they'll actually have the talent without knowing what pitch is coming. But at the end of the day, for the Astros, the question is, can their pitchers hold up? Do they have good pitchers? Yes. But Verlander, Grinky, McCullers, they're not as young as they used to be. Can they hold up this season and continue to perform at high levels? I think the Astros are very talented, but I don't think they're going to win the West this year. There's too much competition. You have Oakland A's. Oakland A's, uh, are, are their biggest uh, assets right now are Matt Olson and Matt Chapman. If they can lead the way on offense, they're going to continue to uh, have a good offensive team. But again, it comes back to bullpen. Injuries have already moved two pitchers out of the bullpen for Oakland. And this bullpen last year blew 30 saves. That's not good. And in a shortened season, blowing saves is going to blow your season. The A's have some talent. But do they have enough to make it over the hump and get into the playoffs again? I don't think so. Not this year. Again, the West is loaded, I think at least. Houston, Oakland. Then you've got the Angels. They haven't been in the playoffs since 2014, but they brought in uh, some some offensive help as well as getting people back from injury. Mike Trout, best player in baseball, more than likely. Rendon comes in. Uh, Shohei Otani is, is back and healthy as a batter especially. They expect him to pitch as well. They've got two prospects in Joe Adele and Brandon Marsh that have, again, high expectations. The Angels brought in some pitching help as well. To me, the Angels are dangerous. Not to win the West, but I think as a wild card team, a very dangerous team. Again, though, a shortened season helps people like the Angels because all they have to do is get out to a good start and they can coast into the playoffs. The Padres are another team that I really like. Uh, Tadis, Muchado, Pham, Hosmer have the potential to really load up the offense. They've got some very good pitching in San Diego as well. Bullpen is a question mark, as it is with a lot of teams in the major leagues. But the Padres are a team that in a shortened season can make a big run. I like the Angels and the Padres to surprise this year in the American League. I think at the end of the day, though, Houston probably can pull out the West. But if the Angels get started hot, they're going to be hard to stop. So I like the Angels to push the Astros in the West. Now into the National League. National League East is a very fun division right now between Atlanta, 
Washington, and the Mets. The Braves' bullpen is very good. Their starters are going to have to pull their weight, though. They've got some decent starters, but as you get further into the rotation, 3, 4, and 5, it gets a lot weaker for Atlanta. So they're going to have to pull their weight in this rotation. The bullpen should be able to carry the load through a 60-game season. They're deep on offense. They're a very dangerous team. To me, Atlanta is built to make a big run this year and have a legit shot at uh, at the World Series, but it will not be easy. Washington comes in as the reigning champs. They cannot start slow again. Last year, that was the story. They started off horrible, had a great second half of the season, and made a great run in the playoffs. They can't do that this year. Strasburg's going to need to win seven to eight games for them to be successful. Soto and Turner are going to have to be great. And there is a player to watch in the, for the Nationals. It is the third baseman. He comes in, a rookie, Carter Keboom. Can you have a better name than Keboom in baseball? Carter Keboom, starting at third, should be a, a great talent coming up. Had good power uh, in the minors. Should be able to step in and play some key games there in uh, Washington. The Mets, they've got two big names, Alonzo and DeGrom. They've got a good rotation uh, as far as pitching goes, but not a great bullpen. The Mets, they're getting some hype. I just don't see it happening this year. The team I really like in the East that I think will push Atlanta is the Philadelphia Phillies. They've got a lineup that includes McCutcheon, Harper, Riomudo, Hoskins, Gregorius, Segura. These guys are going to be able to come in and lead the way on offense. They've got some some other younger fellas as well that can can bring up the, the rear end of the lineup. And as long as they can get on base, get some stolen bases, kind of play their role, Phillies are going to be tough. Pitching, as is with every team, it's make or break with Philadelphia. Can their pitchers perform? Can they keep up? Can they do their part? The Phillies are dangerous. I think Atlanta wins the East, but I think the Phillies are right on their tail. Other than the AL West, I think the NL Central is the best division this year in baseball. I think the shortened season fits this division as well as it fits anybody. You have the Reds who are getting the most attention. They had a great offseason. They spent a lot of money. They brought in some important players. They have a great rotation, or at least it should be. Gray, Castillo, Bauer leading the way. The solid back end as well in the rotation. They have tons of power on offense. They brought in some good additions, including Mike Moustakis that has some power. They've got new DH. They've got some young guys with some great potential. Then they have incredible flexibility on defense. They have so many guys that can play multiple positions again adding the dh is going to help the reds are going to be good the question is can they overcome the expectations that are being put on them we see this so many times teams with low expectations they surprise people and they come in and they have a great season and they they play well washington last year for example the Reds, though, are a team that has had no expectations for many years now. Now there's high expectations. How will they respond to those high expectations? And it's not an easy division. Milwaukee, who has been battling Chicago for the top spot uh, uh, here in recent years, the Brewers are built for a short season. They don't have great pitching, but the pitchers they have, uh, they have great confidence in. Brandon Woodruff is an ace. I believe that with all my heart. Corbin Burns is a sleeper this year. He's starting game two for the Brewers this season. He had high expectations last year and failed miserably this year. No expectations, and he is pitching phenomenal so far in summer camp and in the early early workouts in the spring as well. 
So watch out for these starters for Milwaukee. The bullpen is very good, and Council knows how to use the bullpen. He's been proving this for the last couple years, and guys like Josh Hader in the bullpen give Council the tools that are necessary. Corey Kniebel is back. He is getting healthy. His pitch right now, it was he was in the mid-upper 90s. Uh, before he got hurt, and now he's pitching in the lower 90s. But but there's potential if he can get back to anywhere close to form. Uh, he just bolsters that bullpen, and the Brewers have plenty of offense. And again, the designated hitter spot in the National League this year is going to make a huge difference for Milwaukee. They don't have to put Ryan Braun in the field. They can use him as a DH. They've got some incredible power being shown here in summer camp from some of the vets like Smoke and Logan Morrison have been hitting the ball well. And so this DH is going to make a big difference in Milwaukee. Chicago Cubs, this is a season where they're going to either have potential realized or potential lost. They have major subtractions in guys that played key roles for them. Zobrist, Hamels, uh, Addison Russell. Their three best relievers from last year are gone. Uh, they need guys like Schwarber, Chris Bryant, Rizzo, Baez, Contreras to really step up and provide consistent offense for this Cubs team. They've got some good pitching, especially in the rotation. The bullpen is a massive question mark. This could be a down year for Chicago. It's going to depend. They've got a new manager in Ross. Can he come in and immediately place a dugout that the guys buy into? Strategy when it comes to uh, putting things together. Is he ready for this? If he is, then it might be a great year for Chicago, but I think it's going to be a down year for the Cubs, an up year for Cincinnati, an up year for Milwaukee. And watch out for the Cardinals. They need production from their outfield. Currently, their three starting outfielders are slated to bat 7, 8, and 9 in the lineup. That's very rare. Now, they do have some good pitching. Flaherty is a really good pitcher, but they're going to have to get creative when it comes to pitching, and they're going to need production from the back end of their lineup, or they have no shot whatsoever this year. I think this year the NL Central is between Cincinnati and Milwaukee. I think Cincinnati has too high an expectation. I think Milwaukee's getting overlooked finally, and I think you have to watch Milwaukee this year in the Central. In the NL West, it's really simple. It's the LA Dodgers. It's Mookie Betts addition. The rest of the division stinks. Their starting pitching is good. They've got solid offense. They've got really good depth on their offense as well. They should be a shoo-in for the division. There's not a whole lot of arguments to be made. The Dodgers should have no problems in the West, just like the Yankees should have no problems in the AL East. The one team that could sneak in in the West is the Diamondbacks. Their veterans uh, need to look like their past self. Talking to you, Madison Bumgarner. Uh, they, if they can come out and perform great, they've got some young studs like Marte. Um, health is a big deal for Arizona. They don't have depth. So if they stay healthy, they can be competitive. If they start having problems with COVID or if they start having injuries, they're going to be in big trouble and will have no shot. I don't see them pushing the Dodgers in the division, but they could push for a wild card spot again, especially if there's expanded playoffs in Major League Baseball. So to recap, we're not going to give you picks because I have no idea how the season's going to go. 60 games. So much can happen in 60 games. Teams that you don't expect or teams that aren't expected to do much could have a great start 
you're talking making the playoffs with 30 wins possibly. So it's it's this going into this season, we have no clue what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen with the COVID stuff. If one player gets it, is it going to spread throughout the entire team and now all of a sudden a team can't play? Nobody knows what's happening. In the East, you got the Yankees. In the Central, I think you have the White Sox. In the West, I like the Angels to make a surprise push against Houston uh, there as well. In the NL, in the East, I like the Braves, but I like Philadelphia to be right there nipping at uh, them every single step of the way. In the Central, Cincinnati and Milwaukee, I think Milwaukee gets the best of it there. And in the West, the LA Dodgers. It's just so great to talk about baseball and not be talking about banging trash cans or uh, politics. So I'm looking forward to the baseball season. If you're listening to this on Thursday, it's opening day. It's finally made it. Uh, If you're listening to this after this, then you've already seen all the things that we've talked about begin to take fruition. It's going to be a great baseball season. Very fast. Two months of baseball before playoff time hits. Uh, let's just uh, hope and pray that COVID doesn't ruin the season after all. Thank you for listening to today's Sports Stove podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Sports Stove. And uh, we'll be coming out with an NBA podcast episode in the coming days as that season tips off as well. But until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove.